Hello and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast, a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church, where we share stories of God's transforming power as seen in the lives of our church members. Well, hello and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast. My name is Nate Trawick and tonight I am joined by Robbie Hester. Robbie is one of our uh, high school students here at the church and uh, uh, Robbie... uh, well, I'll let him tell you. Uh, Robbie, uh, maybe just share a little bit about uh, yourself. Uh, my parents are Brandon and Ina Hester. I serve on the media team and with the youth for certain events or whatever. Cool, cool. How old are you? You're 18. 18, cool. Um, originally from here? No, I'm originally from Lakeland, Florida. Okay. And um, how long ago did you guys come to Maysville? Four or five years ago. Okay. Um, very cool. Well, uh, Robbie... Uh, I've gotten to know you pretty well uh, over the last four to five years. That's what you say. I'll take your word for it. Um, but uh, Robbie, uh, just uh, you know, growing up and uh, trying to figure out, like a lot of our students, what uh, God wants them to do in life. And so, um, as part of that, um, this summer, Robbie, uh, you went and served at a camp, didn't you? Yes, yeah, so I served at a camp in Central Florida called Camp Gilead. Uh, we they went from the beginning of June to the end of July, and we had campers from teenagers to kindergartners, depending on the, the week. Cool, very cool. So, uh, roughly, how many kids you think over the course? Somewhere of the around seven hundred, I believe, was the end number. Oh wow, cool. So, um, most of those kids churched. No, most of the, ch- the kids at this camp are not church, which is really cool. Yeah, it's really cool because I know a lot of times like summer camp, like you think about church camp, right? You think about a bunch of church kids going to a camp. Um, so what? What? how does the camp work? What draws the kids to the camp? Uh, I guess word to mouth, and it's been there 84 years now. Okay. Wow. So it's a older camp. Uh, it was started in 1938, I believe, by a guy. I can't remember his name, but he went to Moody Bible Institute. And you know what he did when he got Moody Bible Institute? He went to sell carnards. And then <laughs> he, he was in Indiana, and a guy walked up to him that he knew from church or somewhere. I can't remember exactly. And saying, in Florida, they're letting you go into the schools and tell the kids the Bible and Bible clubs. And so he packed up, a couple months later, he packed up his whole family, never being to Florida before. And he went down to Tampa, and he was going into schools. And the Fossier camp they did at the Boy Scout there, and they, they had... You had to memorize 300 Bible verses in a school year to get a week of camp for free. There's no other way to gain camp other than memorize 300 Bible verses. Our first year, they had 47 kids memorize that, and I believe about 43 or 30 show up out of that. And the next year, it almost doubled with about 60-ish kids, and they soon outgrew. They only were able to do that the Boy Scouts two or three years because they outgrew it so quick. So they were one day driving to Tampa, which is about, to Orlando from Tampa, which is about two hours away, I believe. And they broke, their car broke, this is in the 1930s, and their car broke down in a little tiny town called Polk City. And they couldn't, they had to wait two days to get apart, but while they were there, they were walking around and saw there was a golf course, and this is during the Great Depression. So they thought Polk City was going to be a boom town of Polk County, but it wasn't because the railroad ended up not going through there. So they had this golf course they had nothing to do with. And so the guy, while he was there, started talking to the mayor about getting it. And later it grew and grew and grew to talking to him. And finally, 
the mayor offered him a couple acres, but he said, no, that wasn't enough to do a camp on. And I believe they ended up getting about 50 acres for a dollar. Oh, wow. Because just I, And so that was really cool how they started. And then it's for a long time, there was these ladies called Miss, there was a lady called Miss Hazel and somebody else that was there forever to grow in the camp. And, and then there's been several people that grew up going to that camp. And now one of them is in charge of 12 camps that that camp is associated with. It's in central Florida in Polk City. It's not very big. It's in the northern, it's about halfway between Tampa and Orlando on I fall, closer to Orlando. During the school year, they do uh, Bible clubs, Bible lesson programs, where they have, they send out paper in the mail to people that sign up, to campus that sign up. And if they do it, they'll get $120 off their camp, but they never went to camp before. They get free if they do the Bible lessons programs which is they'll have a Bible story, Bible account, on, and I'll just go through the Bible. And if they do those, they get $130 off if they've been to camp. But if they haven't been to camp, they get their first week of camp for free. If they do, I think there's about 15 of them and about 200 kids completed a year, which is really cool. And then another ministry they do during the school year is they go into the, they get, it's kind of like the Banks County Learning Center where they go, and get the kids and bring them to a church or somewhere and do a meal uh, activity with them once a week. They go to every, they go to a lot of schools just once a day, and that's one way. And that's another ministry they do there in the winter. Um, what all goes on at the camp? Like, what does a week? Hey, let's put it this way: What does a week at camp look like? I bought a schedule because I knew this was fight. So normally the campus would come in about. Four, the cabin leaders will get there about two. The campers will come in about four, and we'll do uh, just introducing stuff, and then we'll have dinner typically at six thirty on Sunday night, and we'll go through the day just introduce everybody, and then uh, the cabin leaders will wake up about seven during the week, and we'll do our so- soap with the campers about eight, and then we eat and do free time and swim or whatnot. And then lunch is at 12, and then we have uh, a game, depending on the theme of the week, and then we do Oasis where they do where they can get snacks. And then cabin time, which is where we would clean up the cabin or just talk to the campers, just depending on what was going on in the cabin. And then activity or craft or paintball or stuff like that, if the campers signed up for that. And then we'd have each week, there's, during the whole summer, there's memory losses, and we have memory verse time after that, and it, they go on points for the memory verses. Whichever cabin group gets the most Bible verses memorized, they win. I forgot what the prize was. And then we do dinner and free time, and then we'll have a game and then a message. And normally we do Bible class right before lunch, and that's where, depending on the week, they'll go through some books of the Bible, explain to what the kids, who wrote it, what is it about, what's the theme, what happened in the book. Cool. So, I guess, like, just thinking about it, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. You've got all these lost kids, or unchurched kids, let's say, um, at a camp um, that has so much Bible at it um, that, you know, is seeking to introduce kids to the ideas of the Bible. Um, so what exactly, I know you've served in years past um, at the camp, 
but what exactly was your involvement this year um, at camp, and uh, how did you see God use that? This year, I was a junior and senior cabin leader, so there's two cabin leaders at minimum, and a cabin a junior who is typically under 18 to 16 to 18, and a senior who is typically 18 to 25. The junior just kind of helps and leads the campus depending on their maturity or whatever the situation is, and then the senior is in charge of the cabin and is in charge of all the campers in it. So what exactly in terms of like, um, so like you are like the leader of that cabin, right? Mm-hmm. The senior is, the le- they're both leaders of the cabin and I served as both this summer. Cool. Cool. So what exactly, um, you know, you, you've got this camp, um, Camp Gilead, right? Yes, sir. I just want to make sure that's right. Um, so Camp Gilead, you know, they have... Um, all these kids coming from different backgrounds. I guess there's probably some church kids there. Is that right? About one in ten, I would say. Okay, so not many. Um, so you've got a bunch of kids who are not churched, presumably presumably a bunch of kids that are lost. Mm-hmm. Um, what does ministry look like? Like, how do, what, what do they seek? What is their goal, I guess, for the week? The goal for the week is their motto is changing one heart at a time. No. Oh, uh, taking the next spiritual step. That's our end goal. Whatever that looks like, depending on the camper. And we ministered to them. I can't remember the verse, but it says, Paul saying to Timothy, I believe, follow me as I follow Christ. And that's what we're trying to do. We're saying, we're following Christ. Follow us as we follow Christ. And that looks like just taking care of little things or loving on them. If they have a hard time with something, getting really, and how times where we're talking to them about what the Bible says and about how they're acting like if somebody misbehaves we'll say we'll say when this is unacceptable here at camp and this is why we point to the Bible for everything because that's the end goal if we don't point to the Bible we just had a week of fun with a bunch of kids and they're going to go home not change at all but the goal is to point them to the Bible and maybe when they get home they'll continue to grow and one day they may become saved cool very cool you guys have I guess kids saved at camp Mm-hmm. We had somewhere in the neighborhood of 40, I believe, this year. Put oh, that wow. salvation. Awesome. Cool. So 40, 40 professions over the course of a summer. Um, and uh, so, like, when you are serving at camp, right, when you go and serve, um, did you get to maybe have any conversations with kids about the gospel? Um did you get to um, help a kid out who was discouraged? Maybe just share some stories like that. Okay. Uh, one day uh, we would take things to take nap time, and we try to talk to a couple kids each day to get the whole cabin in. And I was starting to talk to this kid, just ask him about his background and what he thought about God and what he believed salvation meant. And we, it just came after the message and led him to the Lord because he was saying, I don't know what it means to follow Christ I'm not following Christ and that was a really cool opportunity because that week just because of what everything happened there wasn't I wasn't able to talk as mean kids as I should have and I was really thankful to God that he allowed that he pointed that out that I need to talk to that kid at that time cool um do you want me to elaborate yeah and another time there was two brothers doing fish camp and they were done they came in because a boat battery was dead or something 
and they wanted to go on the rescue boat, which I was driving. I said, sure. Normally don't let kids, but this time I did. And I really got to talking to them, and they said they wanted to grow and have people challenge him. And they're both brothers, and they're both saying this. And so I said to them, you can use each other as as brothers in Christ and real brothers to encourage each other through school and these hard times. And it was really cool because, unfortunately, one of the brothers went home later that day sick. But it's cool how God used that opportunity, which normally wouldn't happen. And I know what Fish Camp is, but maybe just share with those who are listening what Fish Camp is. Um, and I know you, you've told me before why you like Fish Camp, but maybe just share why, uh, why you like Fish Camp so much. So Fish Camp is, there's a 101 and a 102. The 101, we assume the kids know nothing about fishing, and most of the time that's the case. <laughs> they don't know how to cast or tie knots or anything. And we'll go through, teach them how to tie knots. But what's really cool is they can't tie a knot, but we can show them. And while we're showing them, we get to talk to them. I had a lot of good conversations because you're tying the knot. They can't get away till you're done. <laughs> and so you're able to have a, really, a lot of really good intentional conversations. And so all these kids, we know they've already been to camp at least one week. And so it's a building upon this. This year, the first week w- was on faith, and that was on we the th- memory verse we had to memorize was Hebrews eleven one. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Something along those lines. But it was really cool getting to show these kids what faith and who the men of faith were: Abraham and Isaac and Noah, and how they followed God and how we should have faith in God and to follow Him no matter what seems, just to trust God. And in the one or two, this year was on John and ha- showing how the book of John points back to the Old Testament as time and time again and just walking them through. We we only have a week, so we can't go very detailed, but walking them through what the book of John is and challenging them after they leave camp to continue in their soap, which is scripture, observation, application, prayer, and that's what we do for devotions at the camp. And we show them during the week how to do that, and we challenge them when they go back home to continue in that and to read the whole book of John. That's cool, man. So... When they come into camp, um, you have kids, as we've talked about, little to no church, um, probably not saved, and, uh, you know, very little spiritual involvement. Um, They come to camp, you know, thinking, hey, I'm going to have a good time this week, get out of my parents' house for a little bit. Um, And I really like the, the structure that you guys have where... Um, the week is structured, you know, where obviously it's clear that, you know, if they're talking about faith, like it's very clear, like they're leading kids, um, to, um, hopefully make a decision, right? Hopefully to bring them to a point where they trust Christ. Um, but also, um, and it's one thing that, um, that I think is really cool is they give you guys as the leaders an opportunity to build these relationships with the kids and to really just invest in them for the week, um, in a, in like a real way, um, more than just like, Hey, don't do that. Um, when I think about camp, uh, like summer camp and I think about, um, the influence that some of the the people I had on my life, there's like two pictures in my mind of like camp counselors. There's like the, Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're in trouble. You know, the jerk that tries to like Nazi police everything. (laughs) Um, and then there's the ones who really, really just took the time to, um, get to know you and to pour into your life. Um, so I think it's really cool, um, to, to hear that that's a, a really big influence there. But, um, through that, you guys get to teach them, 
you, you mentioned soap. I know last week's episode, Carson uh, talked about soap. So two weeks in a row, uh, scripture, observation, application, prayer. Um, and he explained a little bit about what that is. So shameless plug, if you want to know more about soap, go listen to last week's episode. Um, but, uh, you know, so you're teaching them how to read the Bible. You're introducing them to the ideas about the faith. Um, you're leading them in intentional conversations um, to uh, towards making a decision uh, for Christ. Um, and if they are saved, you're helping them grow deeper by teaching them more Bible study tools, all this kind of stuff. Um, it seems to me like uh, this model that they have at camp uh, really lends itself towards um, helping the leaders to learn something about their faith too. Would you say that's true? Yes, that is very true. We are challenged so many times, especially when we want to go do something, and then you always have one camp that's like, oh, hey, can you, they need their shoe tied, or they just get sung by a mosquito, you run through band-aids really quick. But it's just those times, and then you have to really pay attention and take those opportunities that God gives you to pour into these campers' lives while others are pouring into you, and you have to stay in the world because if you're not, you'll dry up and just be on your own, and that's not working out, that won't work out very well. Yeah, very cool. Um, so, forty something people saved—that's great. Um, you know, uh, praise the Lord for that. Um, what are some other, you know, really positive things that you saw happen at camp this summer? Uh, I had a couple of campers I had last year, and it was really cool to see how they grew, and they would remember you. Like I could, when you have that many kids, it's hard to remember them all. But you would just have kids. Hey, I had you in my cabin last year. And it's just really cool to see because sometimes it feels, especially towards the end of the summer when you are physically and mentally and spiritually exhausted and just have those one or two campers come up to you and go, hey, I remember you last year. You were my cabin leader. And it's just really encouraging because sometimes it feels like you're just sitting there preaching to the, talking to the wind and they don't care. But it's really cool to see how you are able to influence those kids. And that one kid I had the year, year before last, he, was, he came from a really rough background and he was just having a lot of trouble with everything. And it was cool to see the difference between last year and this year. And the time and time again, you'd see those campers that are different. There was one camper, unfortunately, he was in my cabin. But in years past, you looked at your cabin sheet, and if you had him, you were just going to have a rough week because he was high maintenance. But it was really good. It cha- all the families who had him liked having him because it challenged him so much. But it was so cool seeing him this year. He got saved last, the last week, the last summer. He came almost every week. And it was really cool seeing him this year. He was completely different and really cared about learning and wasn't the one. Yes, he still had one or two issues, but he wasn't the one running around all the time causing mischief when you're supposed to be doing soap. He actually cared, and it's really cool to see those life changes. Hmm, that's cool, man. Um, you know, I think it's cool, you know, just kind of getting to see year after year the same kids, you know, some of the same kids. Um it's cool just to see how uh, God is is moving in in their life. So, Robbie, um, just thinking about uh, your summer um, and uh, where you're at in life right now. Um, what did God teach you this summer through your experiences at camp? So, first of all, I didn't really know what I was going to do this summer. I had a couple opportunities, and God just made it 
it was so cool because I was thinking, well, I almost did the summer and I don't know what I'm doing. But it was really cool when was praying for a while, God, make it crystal clear what you want me to do. And God just made it clear what he wanted me to do this summer. And it was really cool throughout the summer. He just reaffirmed that. But one thing was trusting God because I didn't know what I was going to do. And then just really leaning upon him and having patience and wisdom when not to speak and when to speak because some you just have to listen to the kids to what the story because if you don't listen that shows them that you don't care and then they won't listen to anything you have to say so just being really patient and trusting God with what to do throughout the trials and just being constantly in God doing my devotion daily because if I didn't I would have no clue what to do and I'd be physically and mentally exhausted but just really relying upon the Lord and not my own strength so I guess just in, in wrapping up, um, you know, I think it's, we, we've hit on it a good bit. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of people listening, um, probably will never, if they haven't already, will never go be a camp counselor. <laughs> um, and, uh, a lot of people who I know listen just from talking to you at church, um, are, um, older than high school. And so, um, you know, not many people are going to get to go have the experience that you had. Um, however, um, there's people they come in contact with on a daily basis, right? There's people who they can build relationships with in their jobs, um, and places like that. Um, there's people who, uh, they already have relationships with, who don't know the Lord, who don't go to church. Um, what are some things that camp taught you um, when it comes to evangelism, when it comes to um, just Christian friendship? Um, I'm reading a book right now um, about pastoral counseling, and it's it's the first chapter just really stresses the importance of Christian friendship and how really all spiritual growth, um, when it comes to like a communal um, edification when it comes to like uh, me encouraging you, right? Um, if we don't have that friendship, we don't have that relationship. Um, it can happen, right? But uh, if we have that relationship, um, even all the more can it happen. Um, but even for those maybe people we come in contact with who we don't know, um, what are some things that you learned uh, this summer at camp that, that might help those people out? I'll start with uh, doing with people that non-believers or people that you're trying to grow so one thing I really learned was just being patient and being constantly acting like Christ and being able to say look at me I'm not as a proud way but as Paul said follow me as I follow Christ so if you're following just to follow Christ and trust him and be in God's word and God will show you what you want him to do and ask God to open up opportunities and doors for you to share the gospel or to mentor somebody in whatever is going on and just always to point back to the Bible, not just say, well, I say you shouldn't do this because it's just a bad thing to do because then it's all, well, Abby said it, but who cares what he says? It's the Bible says it mm. because that is our ultimate foundation. 
if we don't stand upon the God's word, we won't stand. So we need to always, when talking to people, point back to God's word and show them, not just say, well, I think somewhere in the Bible it says that. It's point them, show them where the script, what the scripture says, because as the word of God, that is faith comes through healing and healing through the word of God. Even if you don't know the reference, look it up on your phone. You have so many resources and just digging into those resources. And then with believers, uh, one of the cabinet leaders said, quoted Acts 2, 44, and they had all, and all who had believed were together and had all things in common. And camp is a unique opportunity where, not completely unique, but we were with each other for two whole months, and we're going through the same trials and tribulations, and just to encourage other believers through the same trials and tribulations. If, you, if I saw a cabinet leader having a bad day, I'd go up to them and ask. Because that's what we are there for, for encouraging each other up. We're not an island. We're all together in this. We're following Christ together. We're not just alone. We're supposed to have community and being focused and pray for each other and build each other up and show somebody, yeah, they might know more than you, but they're going through a trial. Point them to the Bible because the trials have a thing about taking your gaze off Christ, and we just need to constantly point pointing people back to Christ for he's the one who saved us. We didn't not do it, but Christ did it. Hmm. Cool. That's awesome, man. I, I just, you know, I think it's really cool to see um, just how um, God is using you both here at church and your faithfulness here um, with the media team and helping out with the youth, but also um, as you go um, out into the world and uh, are growing up on me. I can't believe, you know, you're already a senior this year and, uh, gonna be um, going on to bigger and better things, hopefully. Um, but um, Robbie, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate you sharing about camp and uh, all that God's taught you. And um, um, really, just want to kind of close out tonight, um, just kind of with this thought: um, if there's people in your life who uh, don't know the Lord, if there's people in your life who do know the Lord, um, regardless, uh, as Christians. Uh, the Great Commission calls us to make disciples. Um, that is a universal call to both baptize, as Jesus says in the Great Commission, and also teach them all that God has commanded us. Um, and so uh, as you go, as you are living your life this week, as you are coming into contact pe- with people who you know, who you don't know, uh, regardless, um, just really, really want to encourage you and challenge you to be intentional, uh, to uh, share with them, to be willing to talk about uh, spiritual things with them. Um, when you're here at church, take advantage of the relationships that you have, encourage one another, um, and uh, give God all the glory for that as we rejoice together. So uh, just hope you guys have a great week, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode, and we hope to see you then. Thanks. Thanks again so much for listening to our podcast today. The Rejoicing Together podcast is a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church. We hope and pray that this episode has encouraged and will challenge you to grow in your faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you would like more information about the church, our other ministries, or information on how to support those ministries, please visit maysvillebaptist.net. If you have questions about today's episode or would like to speak with a pastor, please contact the church. Again, thank you so much for listening. 
We hope you have a blessed day.